Hey, welcome to Father in Our Future, the podcast for dads. I'm Anthony Vandegriff, and I'm not the perfect dad, but every day I am trying to be better. Thank you so much for being with me today. We're wrapping up the month of June, where we're putting a focus and emphasis on dads, and I'm super excited about today's episode because I got a good friend of mine across the table here. This is Josh Youngblood. Josh, thanks for being with me, man. Absolutely. It's about time. It's about time. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Josh was actually the very first person I wanted to interview on the podcast. So that's worked out well. It's it's worked out well. Fifty two weeks of him saying no, and then finally <laughs> I got him on here. So I'm really excited. To be fair, I didn't uh, say no fifty two times. I said let's do it, and then we just never circled back. Right, right. So okay. I'll take at least eighty percent of the blame, but there's no way I'm taking hundred. But it's like fifty one no's. So we're gonna we're gonna put it at that. But I am looking forward to this. Josh is a really neat guy. Um, we've got a cool friendship. He's actually a pastor, believe it or not. Uh, in Little Elm. Yeah. And he's doing well there. If you yeah. are in the area, I would highly recommend going to his church. Come see us. Yeah. Just because of Jesus. It's not because of Josh. But well, it's a good time. Yeah. Yeah. J- Josh is cool. Josh is a cool guy and you'll enjoy his church very much. But I brought Josh on and um, you'll probably tell in how we dialogue that it may come across like we hate each other a little bit. <laughs> That's totally normal. We we have a great friendship. That's just kind of how it works. Uh, I remember we served on a committee together, and during these meetings, we would just be completely ruthless, ruthless to each other and hash out and all the new guys. Well, it was just fun. It was fun, right, publicly to like absolutely attack each other, and then we're texting back and forth like you know the yeah. whole time. Hey, I'm fixing, I'm fixing to kill you. It's going to be fun. Uh, just play along. Uh, and Jen, just to watch the reaction in the room was yeah. a real good time. In all fact, the, there are probably some people that still don't know that we were actually friends. Right, exactly. Yeah, so. There was one time in particular we had a guy, he was brand new to the committee, and he was just like, like we finally broke it to him, like, what, 80% through the meeting? He was like, I was getting really concerned, yeah, was concerned. Like, that there was going to be a fight. Yeah. <laughs> so it's totally normal. So we, we love each other. But uh, in opposition to how our relationship typically goes, I'm going to say something so you might get some tissues or something to hold back the tears. But um, – we're talking today about having fun as dads and having fun yeah. within fatherhood. Uh, it truly is a fun thing, but many people can relate to this. I think back to when I was getting ready to, me and my wife were getting ready to have our first kid, Frankie. And you meet everyone and everyone's super excited that you're having a kid. Mm-hmm. They're like, oh, we're so happy for you. And it's just like all this excitement. And then it's always like tagged at the end with, your life's about to suck. Like everything's yeah. <laughs> it's gonna be dreadful. If you want to do anything now, do it because as soon as you have kids, everything that you enjoy about marriage is going to just disintegrate. Yeah. It's just gonna go away. Except for Josh. Josh told me the only thing about being a dad that I actually remember. You probably and more than likely dropped some of the, you know, sarcastic dread. And sure. you were actually sarcastic about it. There were some people who shared some stuff. And I was like, I know your kids. Like, yeah. you regret them? <laughs> it, was, <laughs> right. it was pretty bad. Right. But Josh told me, he said, being a dad, it's going to be the most fun you've ever had, and you're going to love it. Yeah. And that's the only thing that I remember. That's so cool. It, was, yeah, it yeah. really is. And it, it stuck with me. And I would consider myself on the humorous side. I'm lighthearted about everything. I like to lace everything with humor. Yeah. And my wife hates that about me because sure. she's having a serious conversation and I'm cracking a joke. She was like, why don't you ever listen? Locks yourself in the bathroom thinking our marriage is strong. Yeah. So, <laughs> so we're doing it. This we're, is right. We're doing, we're doing good. It's awesome. You're right. But that's kind of how I am. But that piece of advice is the only thing that has stuck with me from the time that the whole journey began of fatherhood for me. So thanks for that. Yeah. Uh, I never thought, even as a pastor, that you would have a positive influence on my life, but here, here we are. Here we are. Here we are. Absolutely. So, uh, but this is what I want Josh to talk about and to elaborate on today, because I think there are a lot of dads who kind of dread being a dad. Um, they have a bad perspective. Sure. And honestly, if 
if you are a dad and you're not having fun and you're not having the most fun in your entire life, you're doing it wrong. I, I agree with that. You, you're doing it wrong. Yeah. So, um, and I'm looking at you and the camera and I'm trying to look it back and forth. So here we go. If you want to talk to them, you talk yeah, to yeah. them. If you All don't right, want to we'll, talk to them, we'll you just talk both. to me. Okay. Well, I got it. So I think, I think the, you know, when you think about being a dad and the fun and being a dad, I think one of the things you have to remember is uh, you have to be, you have to be able to learn and appreciate each stage, right? Yeah. That, so right now, to perspective, my boys, uh, one just turned nine, one's 10, he's turned 11 in August. So I do have a first and a last, uh, just so that's very, <laughs> that's very clear. I love being a dad. Thankful for both of my boys, but we just have the two, and that's God's will for our life. I think go. that people that have more than two kids, you really have to, you know, you, it's math that I don't want to have to work out, right? I got you. You're responsible for one and a half kids and or even different fractions than that. So we just have, <laughs> we can divide and conquer our house. There's, there's one of one, we get right. it worked out. Uh, but no, being a dad is, is the most fun I've ever had. And uh, I think it's important to recognize like each stage of development, you got you got to look for the fun in each one, right? Because if you spend, you know, I remember Mason was born, uh, he was legitimately not even in one of those little chairs that you sit him up in. Like he was still laying down on something. And I'm yeah. like, we should probably play catch, <laughs> you know? And so like, I had a little, I had a little football and uh, like I, I just kind of pitched it over to where he was. I don't know what I was thinking. Uh, and it bounced off his head. And uh, Shell was very, it was not, she was very unhappy with that. It was a bad decision. Um, and I think it was maybe in that moment, it's like, okay, I'm, I've got boys. And the moment you have boys, you're like, okay, we're going to play catch. We're going to play all the sports. Sure. We're going to do all the things. Um, and I'm like, okay, well, maybe, maybe at three months, we should. Rugby. Not yet. It's not time. It's not time. He's, you know, it was a good pass. It was a good throw. Uh, but, you know, could, could he have caught it? Sure. But it bounced off his head. And I, yeah. I kind of thought in the moment, maybe we're rushing that. Uh, but just understanding that there's there's something special about having a baby. There's something special about, about bonding with a three-month-old, a sure. six-month-old. Um, as they start figuring out how to walk and you're celebrating these massive milestones, you know, every, you know, it seems like at that stage every day is a major milestone. And then, you know, as, as time goes on, the milestones are a little fewer and far between, but it's, it's, it's having the ability to recognize, man, we're going to live in the moment. Uh, right now we're at the stage where I come home from work and say, Hey, I need to show you something on Minecraft. Yeah. I got to go upstairs and we got to check out the new Minecraft. Um, or, you know, we're at the stage where, Hey, uh, you know, can we buy some Jordans? Uh, we, we're, we've, we've reached that stage. Um, both of my boys uh, seem to be uh, budding sneakerheads, and so we actually have some on the way right now um, as I speak. So, just understanding, you know, again, if you have multiple kids too, it's understanding that fun's going to look different, right? That that your kids are going to be different. Again, I have two boys. Uh, my youngest, Landry, uh, his his idea of fun. Let's go. Let's go outside. Let's play basketball. Let's th- let's play catch. Let's throw the football. You know, Mason, my oldest, is not. You know, he it's same thing. It's not necessarily let's play sports. It's mm-hmm. like, hey, can we use your computer? Can we can we work on that? Was the chair? I didn't sound like a part, but it was de- for sure the board. chair. Dear God. Um, and so, uh, our our conversation more is about we play Xbox together. You know, and, and it's it's about finding what how do I connect with each kid? How how do I have fun with each one? And so we play Xbox. We uh, we use my computer. We we've worked on some coding stuff. Uh, we were on vacation about a month ago, uh, three weeks ago, and you know we ended up going on a family hike. And it was like, you, you've never, you're so aware of the differences and in, in stuff like that, right? Because Landry was living his best life way down the trail, you know, <laughs> just like I'm yelling at Landry, we can't see you. Like if you can't, you know, it's like, I'm watching for snakes. I'm like, that's the wrong thing to say to me. I right. can't see you. There's armadillos. And he's off the trail chasing armadillos through yep. the woods. Like we're on the side of a mountain. And so I'm like, hey, I would like for you just to kind of stay where I can see you. And then the flip side is that Mason is like, we're going to die. <laughs> you know, I'm going to die. This is where I die. And it's I'm a like, good Mason, there's a, there's a whole pathway here, like with signs. And like, I know it feels like we're in the middle of the wilderness, but we are in fact half a mile off one of the main highways in Branson. Like we're going to be okay. Yeah. Like it's going to be fine. We're going to make it. What if it gets dark and there's wolves and bears? I'm like, well, there could be, but I think 
regardless, we're half a mile from the car. I think yeah. we're going to be all right. Yeah. So just understanding, you know, it's going to be different. And if you're not able to adapt, right, you can't. Um, I think it's against the rules to have a favorite uh, if you got more than one kid. Yeah. Um, and so it's, there, there may be that you have one uh, that you got to work a little harder at connecting. Sure. Uh, maybe your interests don't quite align as much as, as another child. And so it's understanding that balance and how do I how do I make sure that both are loved and valued and appreciated and both yeah. are seen and heard? And how do I make sure that I'm spending time either all together or also finding the ways you know, to have one-on-one time and still have a good time and, and, and do what I need to do as a father. So how did it start with you? Because obviously you had your kids before I had my first. Mm-hmm. And so when you gave me the advice, it's the most fun you're going to have, yeah. period. Yeah. When you, like, at what point did, did you come to terms with this? Was it something that somebody told you before you had boys or was it like, you know, you, I know, don't know. you I, had I, your I, oldest and you're like, I'm going to make this fun. I'm going to do this. I think, I think because it's very much your personality too. Yeah. I think part of it is just kind of an outgrowth on, on my outlook of life. Mm-hmm. Like I, I, I'm a, I, to me, I have fun. I have a good time. Yeah. Um, and regardless of setting or circumstance, I, to me, it's like, you know, life is what you make it. Um, we can't always control what happens to us. We can control our response to it. Absolutely. Uh, and so I try to live by that and try to make sure, you know, try to find the good, try to find the joy. Uh, and that sounds cliche, but legitimately, I think we have a choice. And so I've always kind of lived that way um, and tried to enjoy every season of life. And so when it came time to being a dad, um, was thrilled to find out the first one was a boy. Yeah. And uh, again, I, that's I hit him with the head in football at eight, at three months old. So I was right. kind of planning ahead. That's what you were looking towards. Yeah. yeah. So, but just just kind of building that friendship. I remember how much fun it was figuring out Legos with with my kids and just yeah. watching. You know, as they accomplish something on their own, there there there's a pride there that you don't have in in really anything else. Um, and so just you know, they in fact we had a conversation. They were talking last week. I don't know that they actually remember this happening or they remember seeing the video of it later. Um, but they had one of those, um, uh, those, uh, tunnels that you put on the floor and you crawl through. Yeah. Um, now I'm very claustrophobic, like frighteningly cross, like I, small spaces, like the thought yeah. of it and I'm sweating. Um, but I was determined I'm going to crawl through this dumb tunnel with my kid. I'm going to chase my pretty amazing, large tunnel. Though, yeah, right? yeah. No, it was very small. And so, uh, <laughs> that was a fat joke and I don't appreciate it, uh, but I did catch it. And so Landry was probably, he was less than a year. So Mason we could not have been three. And uh, he was, it was just, you know, it was, it was one of those deals. So I come home and uh, uh, there's a video and I'm still like in, I'm still in slacks from being at work in the office. Um, but I, I took off through this tunnel and like halfway in legitimately I got stuck. Like I'm, I'm, it's only like a six, eight foot tunnel, but like I'm, I'm, I'm trapped. Like I cannot, I can't go forward or backward. And like Shelly was wheezing, like she was like, she can't, like she got her phone out because she was <laughs> videoing the struggle of me being stuck and like my boys thought, even at, at less than a year old, Landry could tell this was different. And Landry like was giggling. It was that it was that little baby kid laugh yep. that like it's funny for everyone except the person being stuck in the tunnel. Gotcha. Yep, yep. And and so it's one of those things like they talked about it even last week. Hey, Dad, you remember that one time? It was the funniest thing where you got stuck. <laughs> um, and so we just kind of always we've always looked for you know the reality is life is not always fun. Mm-hmm. Um, the reality is that life can be hard. It can be challenging. Um, in our context, uh, we started a church four years ago. Everything about that is not, you know, it's there's there's challenges. There's yeah. there's things that are hard. Um, before that, we were on staff at a great church, student pastoring and assistant pastoring. So we've always kind of had ministry and camps and serving kind of all over the place. Yeah. And our boys, by and large, have just been become part of that, you know. And and so we've tried. Um, e- I've tried to even make that fun. Uh, and so yeah. one of the things I did intentionally, I'm not sure if this is correct or not, but one of the things I did, um, I, I was I was preaching a youth rally somewhere and like the boys knew they had to get dressed up on a random night, uh, which is not anyone's favorite. And then they had to ride in the car. It was a little bit of complaining on the way. 
you know, and we were not staying in the night. It was like, we we're just driving and driving home. Well, uh, Mason, he was very, he's always been very sharp and observant. And uh, like he, if he, at two years old, he saw you put your passcode in your phone, he memorized it and he could unlock your phone. You know, he well can't done. speak yet, but he can for sure, you know, he can, he can have Siri call Sonic. <laughs> that happened. Uh, he can have Siri call Toys R Us. Also that happened. So that's awesome. We, yeah. Those are great stories. And so uh, I, after church, the, uh, the guy that asked me to come preach handed me a check. And so Mason knew what that was. And so he was four or five, maybe. And he would get in the car and say, Hey Josh, uh, and the, Mason did call me Josh for the longest yeah. time. Mason uh, was on the autism, he's on the autism spectrum. Yeah. And so he was very literal when it came to learning roles. And so at two, two and a half, he was nonverbal. Uh, he was in speech therapy and all kind of stuff. And so we just were thrilled that he would, that he started talking and learning. Yeah. So his, w w based on how roles yeah. worked for him, he would call, you know, everyone called me Josh. And so that's what, that's my name. Yeah. And so now, now he, it's occasionally I'll get a Josh and it's still fun, but it's mostly dad or daddy now. But uh, he called me, he said, Josh. Uh, he was again probably four or five. He's like, uh, that man handed you that check. Was that you got some preacher money? <laughs> I said, I did. I did. I got some preacher money for tonight. He said, uh, I was thinking. Thinking was with an F. I was thinking. I was thinking that since me and my brother were so good during that service, that maybe we could get some of that preacher money. Now, in that moment, I recognized, okay, this is a cool, this is a cool moment. Like, sure, so this yeah. is where we are. And so I, I agreed. I mean, I said, absolutely. I think you and your brother should both get some of that preaching money. Uh, and then Shelly looks at me like, well, I was good too, right? So, but we, uh, but in that moment, that's what I did. And so yeah. um, I think it might have been 20 bucks. Uh, not, I got paid more than that. Yeah, but I, yeah, what I did was, good I Lord. Gave, yeah. <laughs> so, no, we're in this for the money. Right. But I gave, uh, I gave both of my boys $20. Yeah. Cause I, hey, this is some preaching money. Thanks for coming with dad when I preached out and thanks for being there and thanks for being good for mom. And so both boys got $20. Nice. Well, then what I did not realize, um, there will be other chances to preach out. And so now it's kind of like now they're nine to 10 and they're still like, hey, so what about that preaching money? Yeah. <laughs> you know? yeah. And so they, they, we just, but again, the point was, I want that to be fun too. Yeah. Like the, the thought is, man, you can dread getting dressed up. You can dread going to church on an off night, sitting through another mat. Oh my God, my dad's preaching again. I got to sit here and listen right. to it. Or, you know, we can make this, okay, when we get done with this, here's $20. And I don't care if you spend the whole $20 at the gas station. I don't yeah. care if you spend whatever you want. It's your, it's your 20 bucks, do whatever you want to do, have fun. Yeah. And I'm, I'm trying to like tag in with this idea. Hey, we're making this fun. Like we're, we're, and sure. so um, now, you know, they, they get to, they get to travel with me some and they've, they've gone with me to some camps and they've gone with me to some conventions. Uh, in fact, this year Landry flew with me to Pennsylvania Cool. Uh, and just him, he just, just Landry went with me um, for, for one weekend and we, we were preaching at youth convention. He had a great time, you know, and they, they know, you know, they're, they're going to get, they're going to get a little extra love when they get there and people want to meet him. And so they're, it's just a really fun thing. And we try to make the most fun of it uh, cool. and, and look for ways to include him in ministry and, and for that to be fun as well. And then, you know, Mason had a trip. He and I went to Atlanta a couple weeks later. So just kind of rotating that and making sure yeah. they understand, you know, nothing I do. I don't ever want to do something that I can't include my kids with. Um, they've been in my That's office. Good. They've, uh, you know, I've been involved in career day at their school, but they've, they've been in my office. They've they've gone with me to, to preach out or do different things. And so yeah. we we just, we tried it now. It doesn't mean that every day is fun. It doesn't mean that we never have frustrating moments. My sure. gosh. But at the end of the day, I, I think my kids would say my dad's fun. Yeah. And I think my kids would say it's fun being with my dad. Yeah. Well, we're going to bring them on right now. Just, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> it's very good. No. Come on, boys. <laughs> yeah. No, but okay. So it sounds like to me that the secret here is you have to look for the opportunities. Yeah. No. And that's, even on the tough days. I yeah. Mean, and there's no, there's no secret sauce here. It's, it's legitimately, you know, you put, you're putting the work in. 
Yeah. Uh, you know, and are, are there days where it's easier just to be like, man, go to bed. I'm, I'm exhausted. And no doubt. And there are days that I've yep. done that. There are days that I've had to apologize to my kids. Um, there are days where, the, you know, there's stress and pressures and you snap at somebody. You got to go make it right. Um, and I'll tell you that you're modeling even how to ask for forgiveness as a dad. Yep. Um, but at the end of the day, yes, it's choosing to find, okay, you know, this might be a terrible thing, but we're going to make we're going to make light of it. We're going to find a way to enjoy it. We're going to make the best of this, you know. Um, and so even if it's a miserable hike off the side of the road in Branson where you think yeah. you're going to die, we make fun of it. We, yeah. we joke about it. You know, my kids, we, we try to be lighthearted and fun. Like if somebody says the wrong thing, on they use the wrong word. Yeah. Um, that is something we will get a lot of mileage out of at our house. <laughs> um, I'll tell you, Landry, at Christmas, we were driving down the road and he sees the nativity scene. Yep. And now, full disclosure, I'm a pastor. Like, I think probably my kids are aware of who the leading characters are in that story. Sure. Uh, but Landry points, look, there's Mary and Jerry. And uh, <laughs> it's for sure Jesus, right? It's for sure. It's Joseph, Mary, and Jesus. There's no Jerry in that nativity scene story unless that was the name of the sheep, right? Yeah. And so now um, we, the number of times that we have talked about Mary and Jerry since yeah. Christmas, you know? And so again, it's not that we're making fun of our kids. We're just, we're teaching our kids, like you have to be able to laugh at yourself. You have That's to be good. able to enjoy, yeah. you know, we're not going to be, you can't live so sensitive that one yeah. little thing, you know, um, now they may talk to their therapist about it when they get older, but we do, yes. we do try to, <laughs> but, for do, now. Yeah, but for now, <laughs> we're trying to build this principle. Hey, listen, you know, life is hard. Enjoy it. Yeah. Learn to laugh at yourself. Don't take yourself too seriously. Yeah. You know, Mason, we were playing uh, I Spy um, at, a, at a hotel continental breakfast one time. And um, Mason was trying to say, I spy something plaid. He said, I spy something plain. And so that's, we, we will bring up the I spy game just yeah. to say, I spy something plain just to tease Mason. And yeah. it's one of those deals like, you know, we're again, we're, we're just trying to, the, the principle here is, listen, we're, we're going to be, you know, if I say the wrong word, right. for sure they're going to catch it. And for sure it's fun for everybody. And so just building that intentional, you know, we may not have a lot of money today. We may not have a whole lot of stuff we're doing. It may be a regular day, but if we can find a way to laugh together, we can find a way to enjoy life. Exactly. And, and that's what we're trying to do. Exactly. And you have to mirror that too. It's one thing to teach your kids, but you have to first mirror that oh, yeah. as a dad your, yourself. Yeah, like yeah. you make a mistake and your kids get on you, just like Absolutely. let them own enjoy it. the yeah, moment. Yeah. Yes. Mm-hmm. Accept it. Own it. It's like what you were sharing about with, with your boys. I did it this morning with my daughter, Reagan. So she's three at this point and she's at this very dramatic, if it doesn't exactly go the way in her head, which no one understands, including her, then she's just going to like lose it. Like she's going to whine, cry. She's going to like melt, like act like her legs stopped working. And so this morning I had like one of these like come to God encounters and the kids were absolutely insane. We were supposed to go get donuts. It was supposed to be a happy morning, right? We're yeah. going to have fun with this. No, it did not go that way. There any opportunity that they could have to just lose it. They were taking advantage of the opportunity. So I'm trying to talk to the kids. I'm talking to Frankie. I'm done with him. He's five. He gets it. Talking to Reagan. She's doing like her little meltdown. So I start talking to her. I said, what if I talk to you the way that you always respond to mommy and daddy? And I was moving my arms in the air and I'm losing it. And she starts laughing. Yeah. Because she knows. Yeah, yeah. She's a stinker. And, you know, it completely diluted the situation. Like, one, I had to accept, okay, like, this is no more about me trying to discipline the kids because... Like I've ruined that, but I've reconciled the the tension right. between us. And so like now we're good. Everything resolved. We laughed. We had a good time. We got in the truck. We got donuts. Everybody was happy. So trying to insert and look for that opportunity yeah, to it's a, it's an effort. make it humorous, make it funny, make everyone laugh and smile. Mm-hmm. It is a uh it's a golden nugget. Just, yeah. just and to we keep. do dumb stuff. Yeah. Um, like it's you know, my boys know. If we go through a drive-through, like they'll they'll even ask, "Hey, do the do a dumb voice?" 
And so, like, it's it's a challenge, right? And so right. I they and they get mad at Shelly because Shelly can't hang. Yeah. Um, I will do a ridiculous <laughs> voice. I'll order food. I'll ask questions, and it's like the boys keep a straight face because they're in on it. Yeah. Uh, and they'll tell Shelly look away, look outside, do not look at the people because Shelly and she'll start grinning and or she'll start chuckling because it's you know we right. if I, if we're doing it, we're committed, we're going exactly. after it. Uh, one time we were visiting somebody in the hospital. Uh, actually, Darren and Ginger, uh, Ginger was in the hospital, yep. and. Um, you know, it was a, it was a kind of a, a not, not a great day for them. Sure. And and so on the way, I stopped at Walmart, and now I'm a I'm a grown man, right? So six three and 100 pounds at least when I'm you know. Yeah. And so in your head. Uh, yeah. <laughs> okay. Thank you. And so what we did, uh, we I stopped at Walmart and I bought a one of those one onesie zip up. It was a llama suit. Gotcha. Onesie zip up, size medium. And, and so I literally I in the parking garage, good. <laughs> I, yeah, in the parking garage, I tell the boys, here's what we're going to do. Dad is going to put this suit on. And I'm like, we're going to make a joke. Now, you know that you've got it. You know that you're good when you, you can not laugh and you can look at somebody with a straight face and ask for directions and make them look at us, make them see me in this ridiculous suit, but you keep your face straight like this is normal. And so like, that's all I said. That's like awesome. when I tell you. It took us forever to get to the third floor because my boys identified the cafeteria, the waiting rooms, <laughs> every restroom. And I mean, they they continued to ask for directions. But again, it was one of those things where, you know, hey, listen, you know, this was a bad day for somebody else. And so what we're going to do, you know, one of the things daddy likes to do is, is have fun and to make a joke and let's try to make somebody feel better. And so yeah. you're in on this. Let's do this. Yeah. And so we again, it's one of those things, again, not. It's just about bringing them along with us. Um, I, I don't want my kids to think that all of my fun happens when they're not there. Sure. Uh, you know, that I only have a good time if I can get away from them. Exactly. No, they're part of it. That's uh, awesome. And that's what we try to do. Yeah, that's cool. Well, it's nice that you, one, you mirror the behavior yourself. Yeah. Two, you're letting them in on it. So when it comes time for them to grow up, go through mm-hmm. life, become dads themselves, grandparents themselves, they've got this to fall back on. Like yeah. they've already got this mentality and personality of... Let's let's make it fun. Let's yeah, let's and do something. Let's break the that, ice. To me, that's always in the back of your mind, right? Um, in fact, I, this week I was teaching in Ephesians. Ephesians five talks about uh, that as children of God, we should imitate God in everything that we do. Mm-hmm. Uh, and that thought hit me. You know, okay, as a dad, I understand that I am good, bad, ugly. I am modeling, you know, the best version of a father that my kids are going to know exactly. is their father. And so that is, you know, if they're going to imitate me, then I need to be worth imitating. Right. If they're going to follow me, I need to be worth following. And so um, that, not to insert scripture, but that's that's where I'm no, at. That's, that's where I'm trying to accomplish with my kids. So Yeah, no, you've already made it known that you preach all the time. Yeah. yeah. So. <laughs> you must be pretty good, Josh. <laughs> <laughs> all right, well, let's elaborate on the tough days. So, you know, I, I know with Mason, you first, uh, and again, this is years back now, but, you know, you were getting, you had some concern with the nonverbal yeah, Mason, so Mason was on the spectrum, uh, right. and Mason was not verbal. Um, Mason uh, has overcome a lot, and you know, part of his testimony is amazing. We actually, uh, I'll never he was three years old. We were meeting with the top pediatric neurologist in the country, yeah. uh, and we flew to Philadelphia to meet with this doctor. And at the time, she suggested that Mason was going to be intellectually disabled, um, that we should potentially look at group homes. Uh, it was just a, a just could not. I can't even put into words how awful that trip was, especially the trip home. Yeah, um, and just trying to process what this doctor said. We prayed and believed God, and and uh, you know we 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 got all kind of therapy, and Shelly championed that by and large. Yep. Um, but really, just got after it, and he was in occupational therapy, speech therapy, uh, behavioral, you know, all kind of stuff. 
And it was a process, no doubt. And but now I would tell you that you know Mason's all A's and B's. He's he's making the honor roll. He's right. top reader in his class. He's reading two levels above grade level. It's just been remarkable to see what God has done. That's cool in his life. Um, but there were certainly challenges. And I remember with Mason, you know, he was he was colicky, right? So Mason, you know, the first six months of his life, it was impossible to get him to go to sleep. Uh, I remember <laughs> just you know in the middle of the night, we have him in his car seat. We're driving all over town. Uh, we we were in Mississippi at the time, so we'd drive over these suspension bridges. Yeah, uh, something about the motion would finally get him to sleep. Yeah. Uh, and then we lived in an apartment. So you're like, we, I didn't even, I quit trying to put the code in for the apartment. I just <laughs> waited like the creepy guy yeah. for someone else to open the code. I'm not rolling my window down. Yeah. Cause if he nice. hears the beep, he wakes up and we're, we're, we're here, we go again. Yep. Um, so it was very, very frustrating. Uh, and so understanding that, you know, okay, that he's, he's trying, he, he can't communicate. So I right. can't imagine how frustrating that would be. And so you kind of recognize where he's at. Um, and then, it, you know, you, things get better, things get easier. You, you get to know your, your kids and you get to know kind of what's up. And uh, it, it took some time. Uh, things would trigger Mason. Um, again, that was part of what he, his challenges were. Yeah. And and so to see him kind of outgrow some things is, was incredibly rewarding. Um, but we had good times. I mean, we, we you know, we would sit and watch Backyard again. It was a show. We'd watch Paw Patrol. Yeah. Um, Mason, the theme song would get him up and dancing. So I, I, I would dance with him. We're just dancing. We're yeah. making up dances uh, to theme songs for little dumb kid shows. And then, uh, you know, for to connect with, you know, I would sit and watch it with him and we're watching. And then I found out that actually Paw Patrol's got some legit storylines. And so <laughs> if my man fell asleep, I got to finish this now episode. You're you know what I'm saying? Like, we're, we're 20 minutes you. in. There's no way I'm going to bed right. without finding out what Chase does. Is Marshall going to be okay? Right? right. And so he is. In the story, Marshall's fine. Good. Uh, and so just, again, just looking for... You know, that relationship has evolved, right? Yeah. Um, there were some challenges, but then Mason started talking. Um, and because Mason was nonverbal, you know, the, the first time Mason said, I love you and understood what it meant was shattering, yep. right? Yep. Um, and the first time he, he was beginning to express emotions because he didn't do that. Um, so when you started seeing these massive milestones, even though they were delayed, right. uh, it was such a celebration and sure. just such a such an amazing uh, journey that we were on. And uh, even for the, I mean, Mason, when he was born, he spent three uh, three three weeks in intensive care. Uh, it was just, uh, or I'm sorry, ten days, ten days. I, I don't want to exaggerate that. It was Probably ten days. Felt like that though. If yeah, so I'd never been a dad before. Shelly was in one hospital; she's recovering from an emergency surgery. Right. Mason's in another one, seven miles away, and I'm going back and forth. It was wild. Yep. Um, and then to see Mason come out of that and come through it and fight it off, and uh, just it's been a remarkable story. Yeah. Um, and then. Then you then you get the the second child comes right. Then now you have the contrast. Um, it seems like Landry was probably the easiest kid in the world until he turned three. <laughs> so, but sounds like a Reagan. Yeah, yeah. But those first three years, we're comparing it to he didn't have the same struggles and challenges, right? Exactly. And so, man, this is this seems like it's easy. Um, and then when Mason turned four, it was like. A, a, a switch was flipped yeah. and you know mason is my at, at 10 legitimately we could leave mason instructions and we're not doing this but we could leave him for the weekend right uh, and and make sure and say hey make sure you eat correctly make sure you eat at these three times mason would look at the he would look at the clock he would still have snacks left i mean he would follow <laughs> the instructions um he, it would be it would there's no i wouldn't even worry about it except yeah. for the fact that he's 10 like yeah. he He's got it. Yeah. Um, he he's a he's a rule follower and he's he's very careful. Now, I have two kids, and that is not the testimony of my youngest, right? <laughs> it's not the same. And so just understanding that their their difficulties are gonna, you know, there's more difficult days with Landry as he got older than there were when he was a baby. Yeah. Um, but again, still we're working on keeping the balance, having a good time, making the best of it. Yeah. Um, and and I'm trying to walk at a speed that they can keep up with. Sure. My 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 go-to mode is I'm always in a hurry. I'm always moving to the next thing. I'm, I'm busy and I'm balancing and juggling and keeping my, you know, I'm just, I'm, 
I'm staying out. You're preaching out every weekend because you're a really good preacher. That's not what I said. <laughs> uh, but, but but finding that the ability and, and, and my wife is the best. She's the best part of us, and my wife is the one that tells me so often, "Hey, we're trying to keep up with you. Yeah. Hey, you know, we're we're trying to follow you, but you know, we don't run as fast." Um, and so constantly kind of bringing me back to that place of don't forget. Yeah. You know that we got to do the things we got to take care of too. Yeah. So. That's really cool. Well, it's. <laughs> I've talked to a buddy of mine, Derek, before because his son Theo is on the autism scale. And we thought for a while that Frankie might be too because we had the nonverbal communication yeah. going on. And I mean, he didn't talk until he was almost three. Mm-hmm. So again, we had the same concerns. And, you know, he went through some of the speech therapy yeah. himself. And it's unsettling as a dad. Sure. Because again, I think everyone has the expectation of I'm going to have a kid. They're going to be quote unquote normal. Yeah. And you know, we all have. We're exceptional. That's what yeah, we think. Exactly. You pr- yeah. yeah. But, we, but we all have this idea and this concept of what that looks like. Mm-hmm. And everyone's definition is probably a little bit different. But when that is your expectation and then you get something different, it just kind of hits you in the gut. Mm-hmm. I mean, I remember praying to God thinking, you know, I really didn't want my, my first son to be autistic. Because, you know, again, you think autistic and you think the extreme. You, yeah, you think, like, absolutely. Like, they're, they're, they're never yeah. going to be able to do anything. It's, yeah. You go all the way to the end of this of the spectrum, and it's it's horrible. Um, but, you know, I came to the resolve, and I shared this when I talked to Derek, that whatever he turns out to be, I'm going to find ways to insert myself and, and to be a part of that. And so, clearly, that's what you had to do. Yeah, and one of the things I tell my boys, um, I tell them all the time, hey, the coolest thing I'll ever get to do is be your dad. Yeah. Uh, the greatest thing I'll ever ever be is Mason Landry's dad. You know, and I I, content, I try to reinforce that. Yeah, that's um, good. And and try to make sure they know, you know, hey, you're not you're not a you are you're it you're the, right you're, you're not an inconvenience you know, you're, you're not mom, a baggage. That this is my life. It's yeah. it's you guys and mom. Uh, and they know they're not as cool as mom. Like Shelly's yeah. my favorite. They know that. They'll tell you. Right. Um, and I try to model that too. Like, again, right. because I'm That's understanding good. this is – so when I come home from work, um, typically like I, my boys know like the first 15, 10 minutes I'm home, like it's not about them. Right. Uh, I ignore them. Like I, I'm, I'm connected with – I haven't seen my wife all day, so I'm talking yep. to her. Uh, and then I'll get to the boys. And so, yep. again, we're trying to re- reiterate. We've tried that from the very beginning, make sure our boys understood they're, they're part of the family, but they're not the center of it. Sure. Um, that they're not going to be the ones that dictate schedule and what we do and how we do it. Yeah. Uh, we're not going to be limited on what we can and can't go because you don't know how to act, you know, those right. kind of things. Um, and so, again, it's just that consistency, and it's about setting the guidelines and, and building the safe place and understanding this is what we're going to do, this is how we're going to do it. Yeah, cool. All right. Um, you had one more big life move that happened, uh, and you addressed it a little bit earlier. So you were assisting at a church in Wichita Falls, yeah. and then you made the decision to move to Little Elm to yep. start your church, yep. and that's where you've been pastoring for four years yep. now. So when you did this move, you had both your boys, and what were that? What were they at the point? Gosh, five they, and six. So, yeah, or? they would have been. Uh, yeah, five and six. So were they already in school? Yeah. So bit? in fact, Mason was starting kindergarten. Okay. And, and so for the first like f- first five days of kindergarten, uh, we got up. Me and Mason, he he thinks it's fun. We got up like in the middle of the night, five o'clock. Yeah. But we would drive from Wichita Falls to his elementary school uh, in Aubrey, Texas, wow. um, because he was starting. I didn't want him to start the school year. You know, I'd already started working here. Yeah. Um, and so we would get up, we'd drive. I'd drive into school, drop him off, go to work, pick him up at three, and we'd go home. Uh, and so to give, that's a two-hour drive both ways. Right. Um, and we did that for five days until we could get moved into our house. Uh, so it was fun. Um, but we, you know, I, I, my boys were involved with that step too. Um, my boys were so pumped about starting a church. In fact, they were, I'll be honest with you, they were one of the catalysts for it. Uh, we nice. were we were in a thriving church. Uh, it's a great church, Wichita Falls, Pastor Gene Holly, mm-hmm. and uh, thriving kids ministry. Our kids loved going to Sunday school. They loved kids church, um, and it was it was a 
a good sized church. Yep. And so that was a concern we had. And we were actually, we preached for a North American missionary and one weekend and we took care of their service. Their, their pastor was gone for the weekend and Shelly was involved. She did the music that weekend and I preached and we got in the car to leave. And uh, my boys in the back seat, because they, they, they didn't know that at the time we were already well along the way of making yeah. this this jump and we had already kind of got some things in motion. And my boys in the back seat was like, hey, you know what I think? I said, what's that, buddy? And it was both of them. They said, we were thinking that maybe we should start one of those new churches. He said, because my mama can play and sing, you could preach. And then he said, Mason said, me and my brother, we would help. And like, they did you not know. Oh, like, we're, we're just crying. Like, we're just, we're crying in the front seat. The boys don't know what they said. Um, but they were a part of it. Yeah. And I remember we, we had our pre, our first preview service. We had 15 people come and our boys were jacked. They were so pumped. We were starting this brand new church and they were thrilled about it. Uh, and I remember that night we were getting ready to pray before we go to bed. And my oldest, Mason, was like, hey, can we, we're, we're celebrating the day, celebrating 15 people came to the church. And Mason said, hey, do you think we could pray that, that the next time we have church at Grace Church, that some kids would come? And that was the first time I realized that there were no kids that day other than my two. Gotcha. And it, I, I wish I could tell you I had the faith to say, oh, yeah. But I prayed to my kids, and I, it, was a, it was a nervous prayer for me. Sure. Like, like oh, God. <laughs> um, but I'll tell you, that was the only service we've had since we started our church where there were no other kids that were there. It was the very first preview. That was the only one we've had awesome. where there weren't other kids. And now, you know, we're, we're fighting through space issues and we're, we're going from two classes to three classes and now four classes for Sunday school. And just, it's a, it's a constant. That's you know, cool. We're working through that, but it was because we started praying as a family yeah. uh, that God was sent kids to our church. And so we, awesome. we were excited about what God's doing. And my boys, to them, that's an answered prayer. Every yeah. time they walk into Sunday school room where there's other people, that's an answer to their prayer and they know it. Yeah. Um, and so we, we've reinforced that as well. Hey, you prayed for this and look what yeah. God did. That's cool. So involving them in every step of the process has seemed to almost mitigate any sort of struggle that you would have had. I mean, again, you get the the bomb dropped on you that, hey, there's a good chance that your son's just like here he is yeah, yeah. and like you're not going to get it. It's okay. You still connect with him in the way that he could connect with you. Yeah. And you move on past it. Things change. Same thing with, I mean, <laughs> I think our kids, because our kids are about the same age-ish, yeah, yeah. five, three, and one. So if we just told them that, hey, we're going to up and move a few hours away, you know, away from everyone else that you know right now, they might be excited about the idea, but there's also some things that they're going to be like, hey, can we go do this? We're like, no, that's two hours away. Like, we can't yeah. do that anymore. So right. like, eventually it would hit them. Uh, but it seems like you just completely did away with any of the side effects. Yeah. No, and maybe just, there still were some. Yeah. We just, you know, we, 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 and we've stayed in touch. You with covered some of those relationships. We, you know, we, we, we've still tried to see some of their friends and stuff. Yeah. But we also just, you know, look, this is what God asks us to do as a family. Yeah. Uh, and we, we, we've tried to make the call of God bigger than just me as a pastor, me as a dad. Um, but we've made it, God's asked our family to do something really cool. That's cool. Um, and so to celebrate that and to celebrate the journey, you know, my boys will be praying before we go to sleep and they'll ask us on Sunday night, hey, did we set a high score today? You know, it's like, <laughs> no, not today. It wasn't a high score day, but it was a great day. Um, and and just, again, they they pray with us for our church and we yeah. pray together. We pray in the sanctuary together sometimes. And uh, just just having them involved in the work of the church, my boys have served as ushers. My boys have, um, they have turned lights on and off for the building. They have helped unlock the building. They've helped paint that church that we built out. I mean, my boys have been involved every step of the way. That's cool. And um, it's their church. And they are, they own it and they're in it and they're they're excited about what God's doing. Um, and, you know, it's, it, we've, we've tried to include them. That's, that's been, kinda, yeah. I guess that's the theme for today in our conversation is yeah. just how do we, you, you got to include them. Yeah. Um, you know, ultimately, if, if you don't have fun in life, you know, you're, to me, the, the Bible says that God came to give us joy, right? Yeah. That there, that, that there is, that you got to check that 
in yourself, right? That, that, right. that joy is comes from within, and sure. so it's not about what happens to you. It's not about what life does. It's about finding joy. It's about finding the the, the happiness in life. Right. And you know, if you're full of the Spirit of God, you you've got a leg up on that. Yep. Um, but then it's you know, so that that's really the first piece. If, if you're not happy, you can't expect your family to be happy. And yeah. If you don't have fun, you can't expect a fun environment. And so, 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 think, so often you have to kind of help create the environment. Do you think including your kids, so like to the dads who don't have fun, to the dads who think, man, this is kind of a drag, do you think part of the remedy is start including your kids in the things that you do? Yeah, so I think I think you start, okay, so you ask, what do I what do I enjoy doing? What is fun for me? Yeah. Um, and if, if it's fishing, then take them fishing. Now, that's the caveat there is it will not be any fun for you the first couple of times. You sure. Yeah. Don't like have unrealistic yeah, oh, yeah, expectations. No. You're, you're not catching any fish. Right. Like you're baiting <laughs> hooks and you're, you know, but if you get frustrated, then you right. ruin fishing for them forever. Yeah. Uh, and so it's it's finding that, okay, let's, let, this is something I like to do. Let's do it together. Yeah. Uh, I like to do, you know, I like to do whatever it may be. And it's including them in, in the fun that you have, um, knowing that you know, you're, you're playing the long game. Yeah. Like if, if they, if you make fishing fun, eventually you'll get to fish too. Exactly. You know, and it, it'll be, you'll have them with you. Gotcha. Um, so ju- it's just a matter of, of finding what it is that you enjoy and then going at a pace slow enough for those little feet to keep up. Okay. And what about the flip side of that? Finding time within your own schedule to join the things that they already enjoy doing. Yeah. It's just, it's being intentional. Yeah. Uh, and it doesn't have to be four hours a day. But it's about carving out the space. And I, again, this is something you know, balance of life. I'm not always great at it. Yeah. Um, and there there are times where my kids will say, "I haven't played with you in several days." Dude, I most people don't you. have four hours a day with their kids. I haven't seen you in schedules. several days. I haven't. We haven't got to play together. We haven't got to do anything. Uh, and I try to I try to listen for that. Yeah. You know. And so that might mean that if I'm running errands, that one of them goes with me, or both of them. Uh, Landry loves to go with me to run errands because Landry understands there is a 85 percent chance that if he can bring it up. That we'll swing by Chick Fil A and get a shake. We'll swing by Waterburger and get a shake, and we yes. can get that knocked out before we get home. Mom never has to know. Yeah, um, and that has happened. Sorry, Sean. oh yeah, no, they're, they're boys trips for yeah, us. Yeah, yeah. That's what we call absolutely. it. He's like, hey, we're we going to Costco. Can we go get a sweet tea? Yeah, yeah, <laughs> every time. Yeah, absolutely. And so it's just about inclusion and uh, looking for the fun. And then you know, if if you find out what they enjoy, you can't always force them to do what you like, right? It's about there's a balance here. You know, yeah, we we force our kids to do stuff because they're not in charge. Yeah, um, but we also we want to do things they enjoy as well. That's cool. All right, so. For the dads who are kind of on the on, on the fence, struggling, or maybe they're running out of ideas of how do I keep making this fun, uh, what are some tips, suggestions that you have? What are some things that you do? I know just you know from being your friend and from seeing stuff that you post on social media, which very funny stuff yeah. most of the time. Um, you do a lot of pranks with your kids. Oh, absolutely. Yeah, no, I, my, yeah, we do pranks. We we mess with each other. I mean, it's it's again. Yeah, we're we're gonna get, we're going for it. Yeah, and we, we're gonna have a good time and. uh they probably at this point they may be developing trust issues. I'm not sure. But we do have. I mean, the, the pranks are we, we do them and we're, we get after it. Yeah. Uh, and they prank me. And uh, it's you know I have woken up with whoopee cushions underneath my pillow and I we, nice. I've woken up with water guns and you can't get mad because I I have started stuff I can't you know I can't get mad. Right. Um. You know. So it, we again you look for the fun. Um. And then okay to answer your question you know what about if you're not able to if you're not if you can't come up with something fun to do well Google it. Yeah. Okay. Like, I mean, just good, like Google, <laughs> yeah. Google, you know, we, we do that. Like if we're on vacation, right. where, where's a cool place for kids in this town? Right. You know, if we go like last summer, we did it. We, we, uh, we were, uh, you're gonna make fun of this. So I'm going to talk about preaching out again. Uh, but we did a camp in Indiana. My God, dude. Yeah. Do you have any openings in yeah. 2024 yet? <laughs> Listen, I'll fight you. Okay. okay. Uh, I'll hit you in the face. <laughs> and so we, but we found like a children's museum. We found, like, we found something 
we tagged this whatever. You know, yeah, you got to go to it's an extra church and Daddy's gonna be preaching, but also we're gonna have this one day, front end or back end. At some point, we're gonna do something fun just for you. Yeah. Um. And and so Google it if yeah. you don't know what to do. That's fun. Like that's not an excuse. Sure. It's gonna hold new water. Gotcha. Um. You can look it up. What are the best places to eat for kids? What are the best place? You know, something. And you can look up free fun. Like there's something you can do. That's the only thing I search yeah, for. Yeah, that someone else has already, that someone that's more creative or whatever right. has figured out we can do this for free. Non-sketchy, fun. free fun. Yeah, yeah. Even I would include non-sketchy. Yeah, <laughs> it's very important. All right, so we can we, we can wrap this up because um, I think you've shared a lot. But let's recap some of the big things here. So clearly you've got to look for it. Yeah. Sometimes it comes to you. Yeah, but you look for it. In the it. moment, but you've got to look for it, right? Um, you've got to include them. Include yeah. them in everything that you're doing, yeah. right? And, and you're not the first person to say this. I've had tons of people come onto the podcast and say, uh, like I did an interview with Jim Jim Littles a few weeks back, and he was like, from the ministry standpoint, he's like, you want your kids to, you know, serve God? He was like, include them in your ministry. Yeah, maybe you're an usher. Ask your pastor if they can be on the usher staff with you. Maybe right. they help in a small capacity, but they get to help, they get to serve, they get to be next to you. Um, so look for the opportunities, include them. Anything else you want to add to that? Yeah, I think that's the big thing. I mean, it's just, it, and it's consistency, right? You can't be fun yes. for a spurt. You can't be, you know, it's a long game. Right. Uh, you're not going to get it right every day. Right. Um, but it's understanding tomorrow's a new day. And, right. you know, the, one of the wonderful things about kids when they're little is that their memory and their attention span is short and yes. they, they forget easily. And you've got a chance to be here tomorrow. You right. Know, if, you, if you messed up today, if, if it was not a good day, right. tomorrow could be different. And, and so it's, it, it's being intentional, it's being consistent. Uh, it's it's making sure they know that this is a safe place for them to grow and grow grow. When you're growing, it you're also going to fail at times. Yeah, um, you're going to get things wrong, uh, but you've created a safe place where where people can grow. Yeah, um, and you celebrate the good. You you walk through the bad together, and in the, the day, you you are creating the picture of what it looks like to be a dad. Awesome. So, let me ask you one more question. You've been doing this for ten, almost eleven years now. Yeah, still the most fun you've ever had. Such a good time. Yeah, we have a great time. It's we never know what to expect, and I, I think that's fun. And yeah. it, it really, we really do. Uh, we have more fun than the average bear in our house, and uh, that's I don't see that stopping anytime soon. Awesome. Uh, we've added the dog to the mix. Now it's just next level. We, we do have a, we have a lot of fun in our house, uh, and it's that's not stopping. You need to get on my level, man. I've got three, three kids. Yeah, we're you need, not. You need we have one a first more. And a last. I've got two dogs. Yeah, we have a first. And my and wife last brought and a just, cat from yeah, Ohio, no, so just the one dog and a first and a last on the kids, and we're all set. Yeah. No, that's cool. No, man, thanks for being on the podcast today. Um, again, you gave me the only piece of advice that actually stuck with me and mattered when I was getting ready to have kids. So that's I appreciate amazing. that. Absolutely. And um, no, the whole perspective, having fun with things. Yeah. Again, I share, I try, try to implement it in life wherever I can. Uh, but extending that to when you have kids, yep. it really makes fatherhood everything. Absolutely. Everything that it is. So Absolutely. Thanks for being with me, man. All right, man. Enjoy I appreciate it. it. Yeah. Yes, sir. And, um, Shout out to your church in Little Elm, Grace Church. Absolutely. You want to give some details on that? Grace Church. Yeah, man. Grace Church. Uh, we uh, we started that church four years ago. It was four young bloods when we started. And uh, God's done great things. And we uh, built out a commercial space. Now we've got our own space. And uh, just we're trying to build a thriving spirit-filled church. Cool. And God's helping us. And God's doing the work. And yep. we are honestly humbled and just excited to be part of the story that God's writing. Yep. And we know He's not finished. That's awesome. Well, if you're in the Little Elm area, again, check out Josh's church. It's Grace Church. Um, Really cool guy, awesome family, and good church. So thanks again for being with me, and thank you for sticking with us today and checking out this episode. Again, this is Father in Our Future, the podcast for dads. I'm Anthony Vandegrift, and I hope you'll join me next time.